Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk and we have a special guest today. As you know, My Outdesk has hired and helped over 5,000 real estates grow and build revenue and save money and get some of their life back. And what's cool about today is we get to interview somebody who has also helped thousands of people do just the same thing, hire people. So we've got Lindsay Soprani here and we're going to talk about recruiting. The Secrets of Recruiting. Lindsay, thanks for joining today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know. It's so cool. So you've, ha- you've helped real estate teams hire over 1,800 people. Is that right? It is. Um, all, and, and really, we're starting to dive into other places too, other than real estate. So lots of people getting hired in all different industries. And how did you get started in this world of helping people find talent? So it's a funny story because I, I used to, um, back probably six or seven years ago, I had um, a good friend of mine ask me to run his team and it was in the real estate world. And so I said, all right, um, you know, let's, let's see what that looks like. I don't know real estate, but I know business. And so jumped in with him and we grew his team from 60 individuals and we used my out desk to do that plug for you guys. Um, but we, we took it from 60 transactions to over 200 in a couple of years. And, um, you know, we really put processes and procedures in place there and, um, once I did that, I, I, you know, I obviously hired a ton there as well. Um, when I left, I, I had just had my first child and I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll just sell some real estate on my own and do some, you know, maybe build a business for myself. Lots of people came into my life and wanted me to do the same thing that I had done with this gentleman. So um, instead of doing that, I created Soprani Consulting and um, thought that, you know, I would hire and train a few people here and there when I wanted to. And I was building my real estate book of business on the side. And so I figured that was the direction I was going to go. And Soprani Consulting just blew up. Um, you know, we really, we hired a couple of people in the beginning. They were rock stars. And then all the processes and procedures that we put in place with them um, doubled and tripled all those people's businesses. So everybody started looking and wondering what, what that was. And that's how we built. So that's it. Boom. Okay. So what today's call is about the secrets of recruiting and you're going to talk to us about your step-by-step process. So if our audience wanted to do it themselves, they get a little nugget or tip. And if they're like, you know what, that's too much. They can give you a call and actually just hire you because that's what you've done 1800 times. So let's talk to you. Like what, what are the most important things to think about when you know you're transitioning from a small team and trying to grow into a larger team? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think budget is obviously got to be something that everybody's got to look at, right? So um, knowing exactly what your, you know, what your budget is and forecasting out what your production's going to look like will allow you to figure out financially what you can do with that money. So 
when you're scaling, there are times when you financially may need to look at other solutions like virtual assistants alongside of somebody else um, who's in the office, right? Um, some people can get away with all virtual assistants. Some people, you do a lot of printing. And, and so I think really starting with your budget and understanding what um, that looks like will then enable you to figure out um, what you can afford and who you're going to be hiring. So we, we tend to tell people to do that. Um, Hold on. Yeah. There's, a, there's a quick question because if I'm growing a team and I know I need help, but I don't necessarily have a lot of revenue, that leads to what, what we call big mistake, right? Big mistake, they hire somebody like a college grad or somebody with no experience because they fear they don't have enough revenue to afford somebody who's professional and done it before, been there, you know, like, so let's talk through like when, when I'm looking at my budget and I'm deciding I need to hire more salespeople or maybe operations, an operations leader, how do I know I'm ready in your opinion? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, <laughs> in my opinion, you're going to drive who you've got and that might even be you for the time being, but you're going to drive that person until if they're at a breaking point. Right. So we know that like a transaction manager of sorts would, would be able to do. So the best transaction managers would be able to do around 30 files or handle 30 files a month. And if we know that, then whoever we've got in that seat, we've got to get them as close as we can to that and drive it until we bring more people in. Does that make sense? So, you know, you want to be able to have, for me, I want three to six months saved of the salary that I'm thinking I'm going to use. And so I can project knowing that. Um, and I, and I think that's, again, you're going to, the poor person that's in that seat, it might be you or it might be somebody else, but you're grinding and out for a few months. And as long as you have that conversation and everybody's aware of what's happening, I think it allows you to set yourself up to have some savings before you bring this person in. I love it. Three to six months is the number. Now, the next question is, how do I know at what level I'm going to hire? Like, somebody comes to you and says, look, I'm growing a real estate team. I'm doing the majority of the sales. We have an admin in the office. Who's next? And, you know, at what level should I be thinking about hiring? Like that's like, you know, do I want to hire somebody who's got 10 years of experience and can crush it? Or do I want a newbie that I can train? Like, how do you help people make that decision? Yeah. So it just depends on who you've got, right? So if we've got an admin already, do we feel like that person is really going to grow into management? Are they leading at a high level? They may not believe in themselves yet, but you know, if you've got talent on your team, I believe, um, I think you would say the same, um, you know, talent's going to push us. And so if I've got somebody who's pushing me, who feels like my boss and is telling me what to do all the time, um, which I have numerous of them on my team. <laughs> if I have that, then, then I know that I've got a leader and I know that I can build underneath them. So then I might be able to get away with a cheaper person. Right. Um, but our goal is, is to always look for that problem solver. So that's one of the biggest things that we do in our company that I think, really helps. Um, I don't think you can be in real estate unless you're a problem solver. And so if we know that, and we know that we, you know, are looking for that person, we could find somebody right out of college. If we can deem that they've got problem solving skills, that'll catapult them. So again, it's who do you have on the bus already? And then it's trying to figure out who comes alongside of them. And if you don't have that leader, then do you have the doer that needs the leader? And can we find the leader that, you know, kind of directs the doer that's in place already? Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it totally does. But what I'm hearing, and maybe I'm breaking this down, but what I'm hearing is like there's an operations leader and there's a sales leader and you kind of focus on making sure those two pieces are in place for if you're thinking about building a team. Is that is that kind of the focus? Yeah, and you know, it's, it's a, one of those things where you have to figure out like where we are. So if we're talking about a single agent who I'm going to call the sales leader right now, right? Because they're doing all of the things as the business owner. And then you've got one admin and we're looking to hire a second admin. Then, um, you know, that person's still going to be wearing that sales leader hat and the admin still, you know, somebody has to wear that leader hat in my opinion. Um, now, I will, I will also say that for people that are listening, you know, when you hit anywhere from 24 to 40 transactions, that's your first admin. Your second admin is going to come in 48 to 60. You might be able to push it a little bit further. And then from that point forward, that's when I believe that's when your buyer's agent comes in and takes all the, that off of you. But really good admin team, two of them, can, can get you to 60 and even further before you bring another agent in. Got it. Makes sense. Um, okay. So let's fast forward. Um, what I heard is problem solving is one of the biggest skill sets in the real estate space that you look for. Are you looking for that both on the sales and the admin side? I am. Um, it is, it, you know, it's probably even more important on the sales side, man. If you don't have somebody even problem solve through things, I don't know how they get through a transaction Um, they've got to not take no for an answer and just keep trying to figure out how to say yes right Right. Um, and the admin if if somebody's really going to free you up as a salesperson or a business owner they have to have that same mindset and if they don't it is just constant battle after constant battle Um, and so we actually use scenario questions when we interview um, with different scenarios that we bring to them so that we can see how they problem solve through things and it's funny problem solvers are like this is dumb this is an easy question you wouldn't believe how many people can't make their way through it it's crazy Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue and reduce expenses and the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistants. My Outdesk offers five star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over a hundred million dollars in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants and I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how my outdesk can transform your business today. Thank you.
Okay, so besides problem solving, what are the other kind of attributes that you're looking for when you bring people on for, for teams? Yeah, so if we're talking about a team, right, it has to be a team player. And um, you've got to have somebody who genuinely wants to be a part of something bigger and wants to build something bigger and doesn't necessarily, you know, the ego's got to be away from that too, right? Like they might not be building their name. They might be building somebody else's name. Like how do they feel about that? Is that okay? Um, and understanding that, you know, together we go further and that's what a team is all about. Right. And so, um, you know, we're looking for that team player, the one who really digs in and, and loves being a part of the team. We're also looking for somebody who, um, <laughs> well, this is, we want somebody to have balance boundaries on their personal life and their professional life. But at the same time, we don't, um, which is such a hard thing. But, you know, if somebody really struggles with putting their foot uh, phone down at night and they really struggle with, you know, not being present and really caring about the business. And we love those people, right? Because that's what small business is. It's, it's you know, we don't have anything if we don't have customers. And so we've got to be 100% all about them, loving on them and making sure that they think that they're our only customer. And, um, but at the same time, that's, you know, if we find those people, we love them, but then we talk through, okay, now we have to put boundaries in place for you. And like, how do we help you have a personal life too? And what does that look like, right? Because it's very easy to just steamroll them and, and they burn out. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, how do you, um, my question is, how do you test for teamwork and appropriate boundaries? Because what you're really thinking about, like on the teamwork and appropriate boundaries is, of course, I, I and we've hired lots of people too. And one of the challenges is, you, you know, your, your sales team is the best at selling when they're in their own interview talking about themselves. They're very passionate about me. I, look, I'm talking about me. Like I'm, I'm a great salesman when it comes to me, but then you get them into the floor and have them start selling and you're like, wait, you don't know how to overcome that objection. Come on. It's easy. You know? So how do you test? Yeah. I guess my question is how do you test in the interview for those two qualities, like a team player and the no drama. Yeah, you know, I think that that's that's the harder thing, right? And and we're still we're still doing scenarios. We're gonna throw things out at them. Um, and we use right now we use the Keller personality assessment because it is it's a fabulous assessment. It really allows us um, to look at somebody's personality, right? And I, I love assessments. I know a lot of people that hire like assessments are crap, um, but they're not. It allows us to have a deeper conversation around who they are right quote unquote um that you might not have been able to have just by asking questions and so if an assessment says hey you're this way then you have to tell me if you're not or you are and then i'm gonna dig deeper on those things right i'm gonna ask well explain to me how you're that way or give me an example of how you were that way and and i'm not just gonna ask one right if there's something that i'm really driving I'm going to ask numerous questions around it. So tell me about how you are that way in your personal life. And how about your business life? Give me an example of when you did that. Give me an example of how you were that way. And team building, you know, somebody that really loves team, you can, there's a lot of different things you can say. So I'll just give you an example of one that we use often um, with, you know, somebody who's joining a team. You can easily look at an agent and say, listen, when you get that check and it's half, and you know you brought that relationship to the table and it was your person, how do you look at it? What does that feel like to you? And if there's any like, yeah, I mean, I don't love that. Or if there's any like, yeah, 
anything but, yeah, but the team is taking half because they've got an entire admin staff that's handling all these things, you know, like there are specific things we want to hear them say because they, it's already in them and they get it. Does that make sense? Wow, that's a massive tip. Um, I wish, to be honest, I've never even thought of asking that question. I wish I would have known that question back when I was hiring lots of salespeople for my real estate team. That's a badass question. Um, okay, so that makes a lot of sense. I think you said something that's important too. Assessments are crap if you don't use them as a tool. Like if you, if you say, oh, they're not a salesperson because their personality profile is X, Y, and Z, so we're not going to interview them. I don't find that as a good move. But if you're like, well, the assessment, their previous work history, let's get them into an interview and see if you know, this person is a fit and we'll use the assessment to, to ask good questions. I think that's the right way to use an assessment, not as a screening tool, you know? Absolutely. And you know, it's a funny thing. Like, I don't know if you experience this, but when we're hiring for people, we often have, like, we'll send over people that we feel really strongly about that we like a lot. And their assessment is, off in the world of what they should be looking for, right? But they're clearly talented and they're clearly a good person. And, you know, they will write them off immediately. And we always say, listen, first of all, assessment should be 20% of what you use in order to make a hiring choice. But second of all, we've put this person in front of you because we do this often. We ask hard questions and we know what we're looking for. And we still deem this person to be a very good fit because of, you know, their background or whoever they are and the way they answer answered our questions. You know, what's cool is you just alluded to our, my next question. Um, I mean, it's just perfect. 20% is assessment. What is the other percent? 80, what is the other 80%? Yeah. So, um, 20% is that assessment. I think 40% at least is going to be, you know, who are we hiring for? It's really about them, right? Like a big piece to what we do, I think. And that's why we kind of call ourselves a consulting company is because I need to know exactly who I'm sitting in front of. Right. So like if I can talk to somebody for 20 minutes to 40 minutes, for the most part, and everybody on my team, we can pretty much say, hey, your disc is a this, isn't it? Or, you know, what are you in a Myers-Briggs? Are you this? You know, we can kind of, and, and depending on who we're talking to, most people have taken assessments, so they, they can kind of talk about that. Right. Um, but, you know, we know really quickly if we've got, like, somebody who I'm going to call a weirdo on there too, right? If I've got a DC on the phone, with, I, I can just feel it. I know that they're talking to me, right? As a salesperson. And so if I've got that person, that's actually a really special hire and I've got to get a special person. And we ask them just as many questions on the sales calls as we do um, our people that we're interviewing, right? So it's a big piece about them. And then the rest of that is it's really about how they answer our questions and, you know, who they're showing up as in comparison to the assessment and the person we're hiring for. So it's, that's probably what I would say there. Cause that, that makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah, it does. It totally makes sense. What's interesting is I'm a DC. Did you know that? Yeah. I, well, you know, what's funny is you do this. And so you come off as an I, which, so I would have either said that you were I see, which is always my favorite one. <laughs> um, I, I always thought that you had I up there. So you're just using it as a part of being a D, huh? Yeah, I, I, well, D's can act as if, you know, so that, there you yeah. go. Um, okay, so we've got our mix of your hiring mechanism. Um, let's talk through what is the process 
to confirm somebody is a right hire. Meaning, let's say we, we, you interviewed the, the boss, you found the right candidate, they, everything's going, what's the process to bring them on so that it's a great onboarding? And, you know, I asked this question because, um, you know, we serve some of the largest teams across the country and it always floors me how they onboard somebody and what that process looks like because it's all over the board. Some, sometimes it's amazing and I'm like, wow, that's great. And then other times it's like, dude, you got to, you know, put a, do, do one thing to make them feel special on their first day or something, you know? So talk to me about what you suggest that I've decided to hire somebody. Here's what's, what's next steps. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, um, having that plan and having it like fully, you know, in right so that everybody has it um, is really important. And having all of the things that they need at their disposal to do the job day one, which might sound crazy, but like so many real estate agents, I love them, but like every password, for example, this is an easy one. Every single password is saved on their computer. And literally the first day is like, I don't know what the password is. I don't know. And that's like their whole first day is totally sucked up by something dumb like that, right? Um, let, you know, we can have all that stuff kind of broken out and, and ready to go. Um, my, so our, Soprani Consulting, that's a big piece. That's how we started, is we started by consulting and putting processes and procedures and giving them the templates that I've built over the course of years of being in the business um, so that they could be successful in those arenas and, and really having some strategies around that stuff so that when somebody comes in, you know, we give people three weeks worth of hour by hour training schedules so that we can say, listen, this may not go the way that you want it to, and you might need to adjust this, but at least you look like you're organized. <laughs> Let's try to use this and see how it goes, right? And it's as simple as like having projects that are already ready for this person to do, and maybe having a video that like you could send that person and say, here, watch this video, it's a project and every time you have downtime or I'm not able to be with you or I'm on the phone or whatever it is, I want you to do your project, right? So we tell people have three or four projects of things that are easy things that somebody can do that helps you get to the next level. So the easiest would be like having a database that like you're cleaning up, right? Like there's no reason why somebody can't start with A and call that person and say, I want to get your birthday. I want to make sure I have the right address. I want to make sure we have all these things. I'm his new assistant. And that's a project. It's going to take you a while, right? That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, have passwords before the person starts. That's, that's, I'm going to sum that up and be prepared. Like do some work. <laughs> Do some work and give them projects. I love that. I love that. Well, okay. What does it look like? What does it look like to work with you? Like, um, I'm just kind of curious because um, I feel like there's two really big values in what you do. Number one is finding talent, and I love that world. You know, like it's super fun. I feel like I'm I'm hunting a whale every time I hire somebody, you know? And then the other is putting the onboarding and systems in place. So those are the two massive values that you provide to any business, really. Um, how does somebody move forward or work with you and what does that look like? Yeah, so um, they can give us a call and or visit our website and um, you know, if you just go there, they can, they can link to us, obviously. Um, but really, you know, we're going to interview them as well, um, to make sure they're a good fit for us because, you know, we've taken people on that we felt like, oh, we're the end all be all, we're the Christ figure that's going to 
fix their business and fix them as a leader and fix all these things. And um, it's just not the case. So we, we actually interview every person that wants to work with us and we want to make sure that we are a good fit for them. And if it's somebody who's open, you know, trusting somebody else and trusting the process. So like I, there's, it's a process, right? And we're going to go through that process together. At some point, we're going to have something happen that's going to be a problem and we're just going to need to talk about it. So, you know, as long as they are willing to go through the process and not, not be somebody who uh, feels like they're going to dictate the process instead of us dictating the process and they're willing to kind of follow along, then we would love to be in business with those people. But yeah, they can visit our website to get more information and then contacting us via Facebook or online and, and we can get that process started and see if we are a good partnership. So let's, um, you had mentioned leadership as being kind of an important thing. Um, and I think it, it's, bare, it's worth mentioning. If I'm running like a small team, I've got an admin, maybe one buyer's agent, and, I'm, and, and then I'm thinking, okay, I want to buy, you know, I want to get a director of operations. I want to get a director of sales. I want to, you know, scale my business and grow it up. The, the biggest challenge for us is always the mindset of the leader in that, and you had mentioned that's another issue. So when you're screening somebody, what are, you, what are some of the qualities? Like, how do you know as an agent that you're ready to scale a business? Yeah. So, you know, one of the qualities leadership wise that we are looking for is somebody who's still teachable, but we want to know that they're still teachable because, you know, we may have a couple of things that we do that might be different than, you know, what their coach says, for example, or somebody else, but we've been doing this for a while now. So we believe that we've got a good process and, you know, we've got a lot of people where there's been success there. So teachability and, um, and the ability to like, you know, kind of look at us as uh, somebody who's doing this on a higher level and, and maybe there's some trust there. So like, so for a long time, I felt like I was the only person that could hire for somebody that's gone through 15 assistants in one year, right? That's probably a bigger problem than I'm going to be able to solve by hiring for them because they're just going to pass through that assistant again. Right. But if they're willing to look at, them and go, okay, what's going on? You know, maybe they're not spending enough time with these people because they're out selling and they're just, they're like, you know, Hey, you should just read my mind and know what to do. That's just a communication issue. Right. And so if we can consult with them and talk through the communication issue, maybe then we can hire for them. And so that's, that's a big piece to what we do is, you know, trying to them see some of where their faults are and how to help them be better the next time around and be organized with it. But then and you do, you know, there's an element of having to find that perfect person that can run alongside of that person. Um, but there's, you know, is there a purple unicorn out there for every person? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I need, I definitely need a purple unicorn. Okay. Lindsay, you you are amazing. Uh, thank you for your time today. What would you like to leave the audience with? And if, if you wanted to kind of go deeper with Lindsay and her team, um, you know, definitely we're in the show notes. We're going to put the website so you can kind of contact them. What's, what, what, what should somebody consider when they're thinking about growing and, and hiring and building a team? What's, what, what's the one thing we're going to leave them with? I think the one thing is to follow a process. Um, do not just hijack it. Don't, um, you know, do not just look at one resume 
have a meeting and then hire. Um, you want to have three or four people that you feel pretty good about, right? And it doesn't have to, they don't have to be perfect, but that you feel pretty good about so you can make that one best choice out of all of that you had. And if for some reason you don't have time for the process, which most salespeople don't, or they don't have time to go through the process, then that's when you call people like you and I, then we can take you through that process and, and help you find the right person. And if for some reason we don't nail it that first time, Let's do it again, and, and now we've learned together. So um, that's what I leave them with. There you go. Follow the, follow the process. Lindsay, thank you for your time today. You're awesome. I can't wait to see you. We're going to be together in a couple of weeks. Um, what, what's the yes. name? It's, it's, it's going to be kind of cool. It's Ops Boss. It's the retreat. And we're going to be doing that in D.C., right? Yes, we are. And you're launching a new podcast, The Leadership, uh, wait, The Leader Equation. Tell us about equation. that. Yeah, Christy, so Christy Belt Grossman and I, who it runs Ops Boss Coaching, um, she and I launched a podcast and we're, we're looking into this leadership thing that I'm talking about. You know, who's the person that can come alongside of me and take my business and run with it? And, you know, I don't have to be everything to everybody. And is that an administrative professional? Is it a sales professional? Who is it? And so we're just diving into that um, at a high level and, and interviewing people that have had somebody a number two that comes along and is taking a ton of the business away from them um, and then allowing them to do what they're gifted in that might be sales or whatever um, so yeah we're that's it's an exciting thing awesome all right Lindsay thanks for your time thank you so much